Man, DC really hates Wave Rider. Yeah, I'm reading DC. Like, so I have been, I call it it hilling. It's basically rabbit holing, but much greater. It's just a much greater example of rabbit holing. But like, I have been trying to sort of compile together a, the perfect timeline of DC comics from like the golden age to currently. And it's, it's complicated because the crisis kind of, the crisis always screws things up. And the perspectives almost always change from, universe to universe to from universe to universe to alternative universe from alternative universe if you just looking at robin alone there's like three robins right and i'm not talking about you know uh i'm not talking about you know like grayson ty uh damien no i'm talking about there's three robins and there's three graces right now like the golden age grayson from like the very first you know the very first comic he's dead you know, because of the the crisis on Infinite Earths, it, it you know the crisis on Infinite Earths killed a lot of people, including Helena Wayne, which is really stressing me out. Like they really didn't want him to. They really didn't want Bruce to have an older daughter. Like Damian Wayne has an older sister in another universe who's dead. Whatever. But like you know, yeah, it, it's like but you know, Golden Age Robin is dead. But you know, then they had the sort of. You know, but because of the whole, the, the Christ on Infinite Earth creating a new universe, then they had to claim the perspective to New Earth, which, you know, so now there's, so the Grayson, this Grayson is still alive, and apparently he's just chilling on his planet after it got spared after convergence. And meanwhile, there's the other Grayson, who is still doing stuff on his universe planet, and now the current Grayson is on this current universe thing. You know, like, because of the whole crisis after 2011 when apparently it changed up everything but also kind of did nothing in a sense. I don't know, man. I, look, I can't tell you how to write your stories, but one of the few things that always stress me out about most Marvel and DC, just American comics in general, is that there's always a retelling. There's always, like, you know, you know, there's never really... Like, if I was going to retell Uncle, Uncle Remus stories with Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Bear and all these other people, I wouldn't just rewrite the characters i would just make my own thing and just make references to them you know like that's just how i do it i'm, I'm tired of retellings i'm tired of re i'm tired of retellings i'm tired, like you know i get it you know the current the current generation really do need to know these stories that part i understand but like can we you know i would sooner just be okay with just getting the old stories with just better with just current artwork than just a completely different, um, there's a completely different retelling of the same character. It's just, it, it's like, you know, it's kind of like the equivalent of just taking Pac-Man and, you know, suddenly giving him like children or something, you know, you know, it, it's like all of a sudden you gave him like children, but also they're unofficial children because this takes place in a completely different timeline and, whatever it's like oh right oh or even another retelling where you know inky blinking winking and nod are actually like you know the ghost of the pac-man's children and you know the game is all about them fighting you know depression and overcoming 
the deaths of their kids. You know, some crap like that. It's like, no, dude, just just give me regular Pac-Man and make it look futuristic. Okay, just just that. Okay, like don't don't don't, don't do this. It's weird. It's weird. <sighs> you know, canon be weird, man. But I'm a canon hound. All right, like I know Hawkman. I'm not even ready for Hawkman. I'm just not. I am. Huh, I am not ready for Hawkman because Hawkman is going to ruin my existence and my brain and I need to use that because it's because you know Hawkman is is like he's either this person or this person or he was this person at this time like at one point he's an archaeologist and in another point he's a pharaoh and that's dope but also, like, the, the best thing about Hawkman is that they realize, oh, you know, Hawkman dies and comes back as a completely different person each time. And that I like because at the very, you know, it, it keeps it keeps the current, it keeps the canon canon because it's like, you know, now you have a reason to sort of explain all the screwy timeline issues with this dude. Because it's like, imagine he, like, he dies or, you know, like, imagine a character who changes, who changes Every so often, like that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a character. I'm gonna have like multitudes of characters, like characters who can literally change their physical appearance. So it's like, is this character this this thing in one show and this thing in another show? It, yeah, he changes his appearance. That's how he looked at that time. Or if I have a character who's a dimension hopper, so it's like you know, oh he was here, he was doing this. That's why dimension hopper. Bam. I'm, I'm about to. No, nah, I'm not a, like you know. These are getting connected. If if I'm writing my story, stuff is getting connected. Gosh darn it, I'm I'm doing that. Whatever. Um, this episode was not even about to be about creative outlets and me ranting and rambling about uh DC can. This episode was actually about to be about religion. Okay. Um, as I've said before, I think I've said uh in another episode, uh, me and religion, we have a bit of a. We have a relationship, but it's not a bad relationship or a good relationship. It's a relationship. It's the equivalent of having a penny and saying, I got money. I mean, a penny is money. You know what I mean? It's not a lot of money, but a penny is indeed money. You know, until the bill passes where it's not considered money anymore or whatever. I don't know. But like... But that's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. It's like it's a relationship between me and religion. And the reason why I say it's a relationship is because, like, first off, I'm black. I'm Southern. You know, I grew up with a heavy religious influence. My mama was, you know, like, I want to say I was 10 when I was put in the church. I feel like this is like maybe, what, two, three episodes ago? Honestly. The reason why I'm talking about the religion now is because I'm in this I'm in this Facebook group, and you know that's how I get most of my information through Facebook and Google News, and um, and like one of the things um, I'm in this Facebook group, and there's this guy. I mean, it's like a million strong. This dude, the dude who made this group, is like, I don't want to say he's like a, a media genius, but the dude managed to get a million people into that group. Like that's. Like I can't even get I can't even get a thousand people to subscribe to my YouTube. This dude got a million people into his Facebook group, and you know I mean that that that's very it's very good. It's a very 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 good. Granted, I feel like what he did was he just sort of like spam put people in 
just started just like started inviting random people into like over five million or whatever and like people like left or invited other people you know this was supposed to be like one of it's, it's like one of those big time pro black groups you know and it's about you know like uh, we're gonna challenge the you know we're gonna challenge the system by uh, doing a blackout it was supposed to be it was supposed to be initially a way to stage uh, a, a protest for black people um to kind of i think it was for us to just not buy shit as a like as a group except only like we was it was supposed to be like we don't buy anything that's i think it was no, no white owned businesses we were only gonna like put all of our money into black owned businesses and i'm pretty sure the message ultimately kind of got skewered into whatever it is now because whatever it is now is a bit of a I'm not gonna say accessible, but it's like if you get a thousand people into something, at some point you're gonna get a thousand different perspectives on the same concept. It's like, you know, it's kind of like asking a thousand people. It's like showing a picture in front of a thousand people and asking them what they see. You know, not everybody is gonna see the same thing, and there's a great chance you're gonna get different perspectives per each person. Like one, if you ask a thousand people, hey, what does this picture look like? You know what I mean? You're gonna get a thousand people saying a different thing each time, and that's kind of what this was. So it's like this dude got a million people into his group, and it was you know, and it was supposed to be like this big pro-black group. And I'm pretty sure people just, you know, some of the worst pro-black folk got into this thing with the most annoying of intention, and was like, "Yep, we're gonna turn this into the the, the fake woke group." And I, when I say when I say pro-black annoying people. I, I can't stress enough specifically that I consider myself to be pro-black. I huh, I swear we get a new sick person every day in this side of town. I just hope it's a sickness and not another shooting. Um, but yeah, I consider myself to be pro-black, and obviously, you know, I am black. I like, you know, I'm black. I like black people. I like black things. I think being black is, you know, very important. But I don't think being black means, you know, constantly searching for identity for our community. You know, it's like, you know, my whole thing is that, like, I'm more than convinced that uh, in my bloodline specifically, I have at least some white in there somewhere. Like, I might have some white. I might have some native. I might have, I, I don't know, something. But the fact is, is that like, because I'm aware that I, in my old blood, I have, you know, you know, maybe some connections to people that aren't black. I am aware that like, you know, that doesn't make me any less black. But like, if you ask a fake woke black dude is like going, you know, they'll, they'll basically be like, you know, oh, you have a, you have a white great, 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 great grandparent. You ain't black. You know, some crap like that. And my thing is, is that, like, that's what I mean. Those are the annoying people that I'm talking about. It's like the people who feel like being black means you have to subscribe to certain things. Or being black means that, you know, you have to kind of look at certain things in a certain way. Or have a, a, a specific perspective or something. And it's like, it should never be that. Because my thing is that, like, if there was a book on how to be black, that book will sell out because of all the white people that are buying it. You know what I'm saying? So, so like when I say like these fake woke guys, these dudes who walk around, you know, with these uh 
these dudes who walk around, you know, these sunglasses on and they they think that, you know, because they they are, they think that because they thought Malcolm X was cool, you know, <clears throat> because they thought Malcolm X was cool, that that means something. You know what I mean? It's like it, it doesn't, you know. Malcolm X was cool, but you thinking that he's cool doesn't make you any more profound than the other people who thought he was cool when he was alive. You know? Speaking of Malcolm X, the thing that will always sort of trip me out is back in my hometown, I actually came across an opportunity to listen to one of his daughters speak. And uh only to you know, like only to find out that later on she was a uh, she she uh she died. So every single time that, you know, I think about Malcolm X, I'm always reminded that I just completely sort of, and the reason why is because I didn't have a car at the time, you know, I, I couldn't really, but I could walk to the place, but I didn't know what time it was, you know, and I think it was, I think I was just uh, getting off of work and I could have easily just walked to the, the place where she was speaking at and it would always kick me that, you know, like I could have had a chance to sort of at least by proxy be, um, you know, affiliated with Malcolm X, or at least experience him by pro, uh, you know, by association, so to speak, and uh, you know, it always sort of mess me up. But the fact is that, like, I thought about, like, you know, I think Malcolm X is cool. I think a lot of black activists are cool. I think a lot of black people are cool. But my whole thing is that, like, I'm also aware that they also had a sign of their times. Like one thing, you know, another thing I noticed is that, like, you know. For example, Huey Newton. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was either Huey Newton or Marcus Garvey or somebody. But it was uh, a black activist who is recorded, who is on video being recorded saying that, uh, you know, if he's not being on video, he's recorded in some fashion. But he is very much just saying hating gay people ain't the way to go. You know what I mean? But you have, like, some of these fake woke you know, these fake woke pro-black, you know, uh, we got to be black militants, you know, guys, you know, and they will twist the message around and basically say, no, we have to hate these people because, you know, they're they're slowly killing the black race, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, they're not, dude. They're, they're not, dude. Calm down. Be like, you know, and that's kind of when I, so when I talk about religion, you know, not to get off subject here, but when I talk about religion, I basically am talking about the de- like faith, the deification of something. Um, the guy who is like, you know, one thing I know is like being heavily pro-black ultimately goes into religion in some fashion. Like, you know, like, like the guys who be so against the, the, the white man's agenda and crap, the first thing they immediately go straight to is, but I believe in God and we're God's people. God, 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 God. It's like black, 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 God, 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 God. It's like, dude, no. You know, you're not, like, what? Because, like, then the fake wokes, the same fake wokes who will tell you, man, God is a is a white man's concept, blah, 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 blah. And then they come out of nowhere and it's like, going, yeah, but also we're religious and we have to go off of our own faith and, you know, like, you know, like, I'm a powerful, you know, I'm a powerful instrument of God, blah, blah, blah. It's like... Any, I'm at that point where I'm convinced that, like, you know, if you get, like, really, 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 really interested in your faith to a point where you feel like that's your that's your personality, I'm convinced of two things. One, you hit hard times, and you hit hard times, and now you're just looking, you're just grasping at straws to just sort of keep yourself sane, or 
you're on drugs. If you ever pay attention to drug, if you ever pay attention to drug addicts, the first thing that they love to say is, you know, like, you know, I found, you know, it's like, you know, I've gotten myself cleaned up. I found God. <laughs> That's, I'm sorry. It's just like, you know, I, I hope you have because you're not finding me, brother. Now I say that before they ask you for money. That's the joke. Yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't say that because I do know some drug addicts who have like gotten clean and did find God and stuff like that. But it's like you know, my whole thing. But like when once they once they get off the drugs and they start like doing a whole religion thing, they automatically it goes straight into you know like when you go into religion for some strange reason, they go into the worst part of the religion. Like getting like I said, the homophobia, the transphobia, the the, the bigotry the misogyny and all this other stuff. It's like, don't. It's like, you, you shouldn't have to go straight into these things. Like, you don't have to be terrible. You don't, it's like, you know, like, my whole thing is that, like, if you like being religious, by all means, be religious. Just don't be an a-hole about it, you know? That's just my take. And, like, you know, a, being an a-hole, number one, is try to recruit people, you know? There's no need for that. You ain't, you ain't got no business doing that. You don't need to recruit people into your faith. I mean, Look, if you like my whole, like me for example, I like professional wrestling. I can't stress enough how much I genuinely enjoy professional wrestling. I don't think that, uh, you know, like I'm a hypocrite for this because I do try to tell people to get into professional wrestling, but it's not because I like professional wrestling. It's not like, hey, I like professional wrestling. You could be, you should be a part of it as well. It's not that. It's just that when I tell people who they just that they should get into professional wrestling. It's because, you know, there are fans who think that, you know, professional wrestling is easy enough to mock or to disrespect or to talk smack about or to, you know, oh, well, they should have did it this way. Get in there and do it, bro. Show them how to do it. Show that person how to do that move that you were talking about because it's so easy to do. Any professional wrestling fan that feels like professional wrestling is full of action figures I put, you know, I, I put the spotlight on them. I tell them straight up, you know, hey, get in a ring and show them. And they always quick to say, well, I shouldn't have to do it. They should be able to do it on their own. It's like going, well, I mean, you should. I mean, you, you feel like you have to talk about it. Be about it, my dude. Come on, get in there. This is my take on it, though. You know. But, yeah, that's... uh. That that that's how I operate though. But as far as like you know religion is concerned, like first off, like I say, you know it becomes a cult when you try to it. It becomes a cult when you uh, a use it to as an answer to every problem. B try to convince other people that it's a solution to all of their problems. And C money gets involved. You know that that's when it becomes a cult. You know because it's like I'm not gonna ever tell anybody that there is like just one specific thing. That could solve all of their problems. I'm not gonna ever say that. Like even my even like I specifically say pretty often like white supremacy, like you know, challenging white supremacy is basically one of the quickest ways to say to like at least solve a good 80% of America's problems. Not hundred percent, eighty percent. Because we still have to consider that like white like you know, like there's worse things. There's white supremacy is pretty bad, but it's not the only reason why everything sucks in America right now. You know what I'm saying? That that's that's how I see it. That's that's the conversation that we need to that's the discussion that we we need to have as a nation, I feel. Whatever. 
you know my thing about religion is that like you know it can be like my thing is that like religion can be helpful religion can indeed be a helpful thing it's a beautiful you know it's a beautiful concept you know it, it gives people hope it gives people you know a meaning to live it, gives, it, it helps people feel better about certain things but the problem is my problem is is that like you know normally if you're like hyper religious when you're like hyper religious when you are what's the what's the word i'm looking for when you are hyper religious your faith automatically like you know becomes less of a i'm losing i'm i am losing my uh i'm losing my i'm losing my train of thought okay it'll come back to me eventually i'm just gonna keep rambling until it does but um you know religion has the capabilities of being awesome because it can it can make people feel hope and faith the only problem is that like i feel like the people who are naturally gravitating to a religion as far as hope and faith is concerned are people who are just like completely fell off you know what i mean like people who just really need a pick me up and they just don't know where to get said pick me up from so they get it you know so so from so they get it from just about anybody who can be like you know uh who can who can rile them up and get them excited and get them feeling something again you know what i'm saying once you get emotionally connected into something you know and all of a sudden you know you're putting in that person's hands especially if you don't really have uh, how do how do i how do i word it uh Especially if you don't, I'm not going to say you, especially if you don't have, I'm not going to say anything along the lines of, I'm not going to say anything along the lines of, um, uh, my people that are hopeless or people that are, you know, have no life or have no goals or have no spirit or whatever. But when you're at the bottom of your rope, you know, sometimes you want help and you're willing to take that help from whoever sounds the best or whoever makes you feel the best or whatever you know what i'm saying and sometimes you will find yourself getting that hope from a charlatan from from you know it's kind of like being single for a really long time and you just really 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 need to catch that net that you know really find that relationship <laughs> and all of a sudden you, so you just go for like the first person <laughs> so you just go for like the first person who you know um you know, who basically tells you that they will, you know, do something for you. And then you find out that this relationship is just, it's terrible, but you're like, you're, you're so invested into it that the first thing that goes to your mind is, you know, it's either this or nothing, you know what I'm saying? And I need, I need this to be a thing. I need this to work, you know? And I feel like that's what, I feel like that's kind of what religion is, or rather that's what today's religion is. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's just kind of like, it's that toxic, it's that future toxic significant other that is that just came to you as soon as they realized that you were looking for someone. You know? And uh they're just like, you know, I heard you was looking for somebody. I, I heard you was uh I heard you was single. My thing is that like I will like me personally, you know, I would get into religion personally, me, if like religion was like offering like if all my tithes and offerings got me a crib got me my own house you know what i'm saying like if the church was offering up houses <laughs> praise the lord right <laughs> you know like like the, the churches the churches and the religious organizations on tv 
you know, they be hosting like events and stuff to like provide people with with the uh, like clothing for the winter or you know, they just be like they be having like these little they be having like events and stuff like that to help out people and stuff like that. You know, they have like uh, school fundraisers to help, you know, some of the local schools. Like they be doing stuff. Like I uh, know that there's like a like there's a few one of the few things that made me question religion in America was because I remember I was watching a show. I forget which show it was, but there was a homeless shelter. That was a church. The church doubled as a homeless shelter. And like, I think it was some along the lines of, you know, like our doors are never closed. You know what I'm saying? Our doors are like never closed, which means that if you were homeless in this, in this show or movie or whatever it was, I forget. I don't know, but something, you know, this, this person, you know, it's like, if you were homeless, you could just go to the church. Because the church never locks their doors, right? And, um, you know, and one day I was kind of in a bad way. You know, I, I was in a bad way financially or emotionally or whatever. So I found myself walking the streets like late at night or early in the morning or whatever. It was it was dark outside. It was, that's, that's all you need to know. So and I came across the church and some told me, go and see if those church doors are open. And they weren't, and it really it made me sort of question. It made me question, like you know, like you know, it's like you know, for God so like God loved the whole dang world, and you can't let a brother take a nap. You can't let a, let a homeless brother take a nap in your in you know in the church. And now, and I will say this though, Louisiana at that time had some dangerous homeless people in it. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking really really unsettling folk i mean so and also some homeless people i don't know what it is but a lot of them they don't know what a bathroom is so they just take a crap on the floor you know what i'm saying which i just it's like really come on it's like you either are a disruptor of existence or you're just mentally unstable because i don't care how broke or how dirty or how out of touch with society i get you couldn't pay me to go into a public place and even as much as show my bare bottom, nevertheless, use it to excrete. You know what I'm saying? Couldn't be me, dog. But, you know, so it is fair to say, you know, like maybe, you know, some homeless people have given homelessness in general a bad rep. But the fact is, is that like, you know, you would think that the one person, you would think that the one entity that would help out uh, you know, the or, you know, those who are downtrodden and struggling and suffering are the people who have basically literally preached a word of helping people since, I don't know, forever. You feel me? But that doesn't happen. And because that doesn't happen, because, like I say, you know, they don't put their money where their mouth is. And that's a lot of money, bro. It's a, how much money do these churches? Bro, there's such thing as a mega church. Mega churches make so much money, and there's all these poor, suffering people out here. I remember one time I was talking to this one dude who claimed to be like hyper religious or whatever, and he was like, "Well, churches shouldn't have to do that." And I'm just like, "Well, what do they do?" And he's like, "Well, they save people by letting people know specifically how awesome the kingdom of God is." It's like, bro, in order for us to go into the kingdom of God, we gotta go, we gotta die first. You're basically telling people to live their entire lives in misery. Because you don't want to help them, 
So they, they you're just telling people to wait to die. You know what I'm saying? And it's like that's not a that's not a message that like you can't tell me that message. You, you can't tell me that your whole entire shtick is you wait to, wait until you're dead and everything will be perfect. You know what I mean? You can't tell me stuff like that and I'm going to be like, "Yo, I'm going to yo, I'm following this. This is this is some top-notch stuff right here. This is I could I could totally devote my whole life to supporting this. Wait until I die? Okay. No. No, not me, dude. You, you got to give you got to give me something today. I I need I need something. It's like going well typical. It's like, you know, well, you know, you can't just love somebody just cuz they give you stuff. And that's like that's the whole that's the whole concept of existing, bro. That's the whole concept of like, you know, society is basically a group of people who help each other or at least know who each other are. But like, you know, it's like you ain't, you ain't going to it's like you're basically mad. Like one of the worst things that you could be in your life is useless. You know what I mean? And it's like and we're all of use to somebody in some fashion already while not even trying. So you got to give you have to make you make yourself even more useful if you want me to support whatever it is you're doing and that's just my take on it you know what i'm saying it's like you know if you want me to support you you gotta i have to be able to you gotta be useful to you know some fact like be it socially you know financially sexually whatever you know like i can't just support somebody for nothing And I don't think in our being, we are even capable of doing that. Oh, wow. I have been rambling. All right. Well, that looks like that's about it, y'all. Take it easy, love and peasy. And um, yeah, be easy out there.